what's pissing you off today? No, you go first. Me go first? Yeah, because mine's a bit not. Okay. You go first. Well, so that woman died. I don't know if you know about it properly. Yet. No, I just started looking into stats and stuff after you mentioned it. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Um, so her name, I literally wrote it down. Kelly, she's like 27-year-old woman, three kids, found burnt and tied up in her fucking backyard. Her husband, ex-husband, 34-year-old, little psychopath-looking guy, was found like a couple of doors down with burns all over himself. And some people were saying the kids witnessed it. I'm like, if the kids are old enough, they would have heard the what was going on because apparently she was screaming at like 6.40 a.m. How did neighbours not hear? I know, the neighbours did hear like an oh, explosion okay. and they heard um, like screaming and stuff and then... All the three kids were home at the time. So I'm like, if your kids are older than a toddler, they would have been like, what the fuck's going on? Like, just made me f- physically fucking sick yesterday. Like, I was like, Chris, <laughs> you know when you have a kid? I just imagine my daughter growing up and looking at her now and thinking of her ending being like that. And I'm like, Chris, me and you need to tag team. If something ever happens like that, one of us is going down in jail time. Oh, if our I'm, kids are raised, yeah. I'll happily go to fucking jail. Yeah, I'll no, Chris and I have had that same up. conversation. Yeah. If anyone touched any of our kids, yeah. Chris, one of us Chris is, is taken happy yeah. to go and rot in jail. Same. Like, I would run little childbirth classes in the jail. Yeah. I would yeah. make friends with all the young girls. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, as long as my kids are raised. I'm like, I would shoot that motherfucker so bad. Yeah. And so I was just, I just felt sick thinking of that ending. Like, then I was looking at stats and stuff and murder rates in Australia because the, obviously the thing now is it's the third, this is twisted, but they were saying it's the third death in 60 days in Queensland for a domestic violence type yeah, situation. Yeah, so I Googled it as well and it said... Um, on average, a woman is killed by her partner or former partner every nine days. Nine days, yeah, right. Yeah, and a man is killed by his partner or former partner every 29 days. Right. So that's 40 women every year, 12 yeah. men every year. That makes yeah. On average. Yeah. And then I was like, what is that? Because then I was looking at the AI, um, you know, like it was really hard to find stats actually on murder in Australia on the AIC website. And our homicide, like, because I think because I'm so in with American shit all the time, I'm yeah, always yeah. hearing about American stats. Like, they had, ten, like, 1,027 people killed just by cops in America last year. Yeah. And so then <laughs> Australian stats were, like, 33 women died in 2018 and, like, 57 men or something. And I was yeah. like, what? That's fuck all. More people are shot in Detroit on the weekend. But if you go to the people missing... <coughs> oh, Right. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so these are just people found dead. So these are just people that are known to be murdered. If you go and look at the people that go missing, right. it's in the hundreds of thousands. Really? Yeah. Mm, that's icky. And I mean, you think about it. I mean, probably half of those are probably still out there alive and just... Just on an insurance job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just want a new goddamn life. <laughs> yeah. You know, fuck this. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, mean, I see that. How homeless... many others are just rotting in a river somewhere? I know. When you live here... Like, here and... Oh. You could go three minutes and never find a body. Yeah, you go, like, all yeah. of northern Queensland, northern Australia, basically. Yeah. You just dump a body in a crop-fested crop river. Yeah. That's gone. Exactly. Never to be found Done. again. Yep. In, um, like, of reported homicides, from 1989, it's just declined. Domestic is the dark green line. This is on the AIC website. And the grey is stranger murders. And mm. they've kept, they've remained similar. Yeah. But domestic violence deaths, according to this, has dropped. So then I'm like, is there ever an acceptable amount of death? Because we know 
if a woman's gonna die, it's more than likely, you know, like when you see a couple and one's dead, yeah, probably yeah. was the partner. And I'm yeah. like, is this just a, is it acceptable? Like how many people live in Queensland? Millions. Hmm. Three women in 60 days. I'm like, that's pretty good. Like, but I think it's fucking horrible. Like I said, it's makes me sick, but I'm like, it would be fucked up if it was, I don't know, in, in like millions of people, three women. Yeah. I don't know, like what, how much better can we get? How much more millions of funding needs to happen? You can't, you can't stop, unfortunately, you can't stop domestic violence. All you can do is bring more awareness to it and have more resources out there to help women. Yeah. But how many women do you know that reach out for help and are shamed? Like, they do eventually leave his sorry ass. Yeah. I can't believe it took you so long to leave him. Why did it take you so long to leave him? I think a lot of women don't want to talk about it to their friends because then it's like, well, you need to leave. But they might not leave for five years, but they still need someone to go to. Exactly. And so they won't say anything. And then... Yeah, it is a really fucked up situation. And on the drive over here, right, I was thinking about, like, how do you become a murderer? Yeah. Right, what happened to that dude? Yes. Do yeah. you make him tie up his wife and fucking burn her? Yeah. Like, that is the deepest Core level of, the problem. of yeah. what is that? Yeah. Right? So, same as the other dude that lit his whole fucking family on fire. Last year, remember? Was it last oh, yeah, year yeah, yeah. or the year before with that poor woman and her three kids? Or the dude that blew him up here in the caravan? <sighs> That's the thing, like, what, that potentially could be my son too. And that, like, I think once you have kids, you start looking at everything, the victim and the perpetrator is what happens that that was my fucking kid that did that. So, but what leads to that, right? I don't think, I trust nature implicitly. Mm -hmm. You know, even when it fucks up, sometimes it's still a miracle. Yeah. Right? You think about all the little kids with Down syndrome. Yeah. People are always like, oh, something went wrong. Mm. I always look at them like the little miracle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because really, the body should have aborted. Yeah. The body should have miscarried. Yeah. You know, but Mm -hmm. they didn't. They survived. It it knew like it was still a viable creature for the planet. Exactly. Right? So they're a little miracle. Yeah. I don't think nature gets it that fucking wrong. Yeah. I don't think nature fucks up that bad that a dude goes and lights his wife on Mm -hmm. fire. Yeah. Is that environmental? Was Mm -hmm. he on drugs? Was he an alcoholic? Yeah. Was he beaten as a child? Was he just completely, yeah, massacred as a child? You know, like, where did his journey go so wrong? Yeah. That he led to yeah. that. There's a DVO against him, so obviously there'd been things leading up to it. Oh, the DVO is fucking nothing. Oh. It's a piece of paper. You know what stresses me out is like, why was it so early in the morning? Was she peacefully sleeping and he's just like, I'm gonna fucking kill you because he's been on meth all night yeah, and exactly. decided I'm gonna fuck her up? Like, oh, just, I can't imagine her last thoughts. Like, burning, and I would be thinking, I'm gonna be scarred for life. And then I'd be thinking, I'm going to fucking die, maybe. And then, like, yeah. knowing your children are around, like... That's what would be cutting me out. Oh, it just makes me want to vomit. Fuck. So, yeah, I was thinking about that and just how disgusting it is. And then you think about... So then the next thing I wanted to bring up was that survey i seen on some mainstream thing about um, early childhood teachers. Oh, yeah, the bully thing. Yeah, like <laughs> that. And so what is an early childhood teacher? I'm hoping they're referring to actual teachers and not... So, Just, early, so my sister-in-law is an early childhood educator. Yeah, right. And the, like, uni and stuff is yeah. similar to being a yeah, right. teacher. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's not as intense. Right. But it's as, as, it's as long right. and okay. all that sort of stuff. So it is an early childhood 
okay. bachelor or double diploma. Right. Whatever okay. I thought it was like the TAFE course. And then like then you can become a teacher for four years or whatever. And then the, some of those teachers do do kindy and stuff. I know there's a level of TAFE that gets you into a centre. Yeah, right. But I'm pretty sure to be like the group leader or anything. You need to have a... Then you need to have like a proper degree or something. Yeah. 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 So the thing the survey was, was they're thinking a lot of these early childhood teachers are having difficulties figuring out if it's bullying or if it's play fighting. Have you ever seen a two-year-old or a three-year-old bully? Exactly. But this is how dumb everyone's getting because I've seen plenty of parents overreact like fucking retards <laughs> to yes. the most basic, like a toddler whacking their kid in the head. Yeah, yeah. And their kid's the same height. They're just like, the, they're just like two little doughy toddlers yeah. and just being like ropeable at that parent. And I'm just like, level it now. Yeah. Mind you, they've often been only parents of one child. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's different when you have a few and you know that this is just how kids play and if you're around. I don't know, yeah, and I I seen that and I thought I feel for those teachers because they're probably thinking if I don't pull this up constantly, um, the parents are going to be on to me because parents don't understand their fucking kids and how kids play anymore. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, like if – and if, also if you're sending your – really young children into an area where there's a fucking gang of other children mm. there's going to be bites there's going to be things happening there's going to be conflict it's going to fuck it it's just human nature like especially yeah. there's not meant to be that many children caged in a fucking room not, like, not children of the same age group you're yeah. supposed to have children of different ages this is what Chris was me and him were just talking about yeah to diffuse situations like yes. that because like if Tanner or Sophie saw two little kids going at mm-hmm. it they would intervene. Yeah. If there was no adult there to help, mm-hmm. they're of mind enough to go, okay, this someone's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dusty, why don't you come play with me? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's how kids are supposed exactly. to interact. All different age groups yes. mixed in. And that's how the little ones learn. Yeah. From watching the others diffuse situations. Yeah. Not being told that they're naughty or nasty exactly. or mean or, or being hurtful. Yeah. That's what Chris was saying. He read that book, Free to Learn. It's yeah, yeah. a really, I don't know, I can't remember who read it. And he was like, kids were never meant to be all with the same age group because they just get competitive. They turn into little crazy people trying to, which was quite obvious when Roman, who's never been in that situation, started kindy and all the other kids mainly, they've already reached this dominant point where they're like really going for it or whatever um, to to establish dominance, you know what I mean? And that's what he was like, little kids, like when they're all with different age groups, they learn to respect the older kids because they know they've got more. They, they, they take care of the take little care kids. Of the little ones. They yeah. can, it's like this whole learning thing. They don't, you know. Yeah. Well, we are by nature, <coughs> biologically designed to live in a village. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. my kids would live next door to your kids yeah. and your kids would live next door to so-and-so's yeah. kids and you'd have your four and I've got my yeah. four and she's got three mm-hmm. and they're all different ages. And we're probably not hovering over them. No, because like we're, nowadays, we're busy we'll doing be fucking cooking and shit and trying to get everything sorted Yeah, and not interfering on those little, because um, there will be little play fights, but they need to figure it out. It's how we learn. Yeah. And then when you're constantly interfering. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And, like, look at my... I always compare my kids, right? Tanner, super gentle, always. Mm-hmm. Even if Cody or Dusty's bashing into him, he's always just like, Mom, I need help, I need I help. I think your phone's ringing. Oh. Um, he would never... He, he, he's just the most gentle sort yeah. of soul. Cody's really sensitive. Uh-huh. Um, she only gets physical if she really rages. Yeah, right? Whereas mm-hmm. Dusty solves every problem with his fist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I remember when he first started hitting, I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this? Because like, I'd never had to yeah. I'd never had to deal with it before. So physical, yeah. But I haven't done anything. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, when he when he is 
obviously if he's hurting the kids, I sort of pull him off yeah. and I say, you know, let's use gentle hands. What's the problem here? And we talk about it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I've never said, no, that's bad. No, we don't hit. Fucking smack him back. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That'll teach you. <laughs> the kids for hitting. They're going to learn. Yeah. Um, I haven't done anything and it's yeah. gotten better. Yeah. You know, yeah. as he's learned he's so too, other like, tools, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Yeah, so that was, I think it's too much and, like, it's, I, I, like I also, I feel for the teachers as well. Yeah, and there's the so much pressure on them. There's so much layers to it too. Like, when, when they talk about attachment, like, in a human being, that first five years is so important that that child is around one person mainly, forms really good attachment. It makes, it kind of is the, what do you call it, the blueprint for the rest yeah. of their attachments in their life with whoever, partners, yeah. friends. And I just think some of these kids have must have just fucked attachment especially when parents need to work or whatever and this this baby is spending most of the time with and, and if it's in a daycare center yeah. different fucking staff every day and half what the time fucking di- hope do they have and like, half the time it's different centers too yeah you know that one didn't work out yeah or, you know, mm-hmm. there, was, there was an issue with one so then they changed to another center and, yeah yeah it's, it's kind of like and then piling on top of that being around like um one of our friends is early childhood teacher you could say like she is a teacher and she um was saying there's like this rule about when your child's one they they are ready for like one little friend one-on-one like it's yeah, all their yeah, brain yeah. can deal with yeah, when yeah. they're two two friends three yeah. three friends that little babies weren't built to be in a group of like no. 12 one-year-olds it's no. intense and then they, they don't even they still yeah. parallel play when they get to kindy yeah uh-huh. they don't even learn you know that um mm what is it, cooperative play, Yeah. until they're nearly school yeah. age. The expectations we have of them, yeah. on them, and because they are amazing little human beings, they're going to cope however they cope, and that might look like smacking yeah. a kid across the face five <laughs> times in a row. Yeah. doesn't mean they're bad. It's just like what fucking expectations do we yeah. have of this little tiny person that's in a situation that, what, 30 years ago not many of us would have been. Like no. We were all probably just raised in backyards unsupervised most of the day. and Yeah. You know. Yeah, free range. Free range. Yeah. I want to get that sign like your parents yeah, have yeah. got free range children. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah right at the driveway. So then when people drive in, they know yeah, there's just the kids running around. flies up that driveway yeah. too fast. So I, I really want the free range yeah, children. Fuck yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so what, that was my thing. So, so my beef, yeah. a friend of mine, her little fella burnt his hand and he's had to go to Townsville yeah. to have a skin graft. Poor thing, yeah. And she parents really similarly to us. Uh-huh. And she got there in the children's ward and they wheeled in a cot. <laughs> and she just kind of looked at them and she was like, ah, oh, he's never slept in one of those. Yeah. And they looked at her like she was an idiot. <laughs> and they just sort of said, well, too bad. Fuck. The first night she slept in the recliner with him. Cause yeah. And how old's this child? He's eight months old. He's Yeah, he's a big chunky fucking eight yeah, month old. Yeah, he's not a new He's one. not a premi goddamn 20 week girl. No, no, <laughs> no. He's nearly walking. Yeah. Like, um... So, yeah, the first night she slept in the recliner with him. The second night she slept with her arms through the cot, you know, so that he could sleep. Because she's such a danger to him. Yeah. Fuck. And then last night, because he's having surgery today, from 2 a.m. he wasn't allowed any breast milk, which, by the way, is completely non-evidence Yeah, I was going to say, what is that even based upon? It's not. They they, Because they they class breast milk as a food, Mm. they say they're not allowed it, but... It's breast milk's different to having thickened formula, formula sitting in that in baby's gut. gut for hours. Breast milk is digested so much fucking quicker. Exactly. Hence why babies wake up more. Exactly. On like generally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. So last night, so she said last night wasn't really in the cot or the recliner because she just fucking mm. had to pace the halls with this poor okay. little dude who just wanted mummy's boobs. Fuck. Anyway, so then he's having the surgery today and she said, you know, I'm going to really have to put my foot down today and demand a bit. Yeah. Anyway, so then it got me thinking... 
one, right? Yeah. Who the fuck are the hospital <laughs> yeah. to tell this woman mm-hmm. how she can sleep with her baby? Yeah. Why is it the moment you walk into either a school mm-hmm. or a hospital, mm-hmm. the parents are no longer the authority? Yeah. Why? I it's so weird. That little human mm-hmm. is mine. Yeah. <laughs> They're mine. No matter what fucking area I'm in. Exactly. Yeah. You cannot dictate to me when they eat, mm-hmm. when they sleep, how they sleep. Yep. That's me. It's so fucked up. And my little fella is in here because he's injured. Mm-hmm. He needs rest mm-hmm. to recover. He needs to feel secure. He can't even verbally talk yet. No. And how he, we show him that we love and care for him and he's safe is holding him, touching him, breastfeeding him. Exactly. <sighs> right. So he's going through this oh, monstrosity of a yeah. thing. Like he's never been in anything mm. like that. He'd be so confused. Yeah. And now they're expecting her to withhold her breast and her touch from him. So fucked up. Fuck, it makes me angry. Yep. And you know what? It's built like on the, on shit. It's all built upon shit. Like yes. the health professionals are like, they couldn't comprehend a parent putting their foot down going, no, actually, I know best. This is what I'm going to do. They are yeah. told they are the authority. They yeah. are praised. The whole hero complex, like, oh, you know, we so know many of them you. love it. They're like, yes, look at me. <laughs> yes. And, like, they just talk with such authority at parents. And then as a society, we're often like, oh, we're, I think it, we're coming out of it slowly. Yeah. But we're very much like priests. Like, back in the day, priests and doctors, like, oh, my God, like, yeah. whatever they say goes, they're amazing. Yes. When you start learning a bit more, you're like, oh, half the shit they're saying probably isn't evidence-based. It's based on more the cultural thing. Evidence is what 10, 15 year lag on practice. Yes. So there could be studies coming out today saying wrong, 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 wrong. It's going to take at least 15 years to turn the ship around to change that evidence. So you walk into the hospital, you're thinking they're heroes. They think they're heroes. Yeah. And parents are silenced. Because yeah. once again, like we are talking last week about intuition. Like yes. we don't have our intuition so broken. We're instinct she was, injured. She's, she's finding it challenging to stand up to the staff and demand a bed. Yeah. Right? And, and, but then, and I feel for her because it mm. would be really challenging. Yeah. Like shaking when you're walking into Woolies with no mask on. Yeah, yeah. Right? But how do we put ourselves in that situation? Yeah. We've put ourselves there. It's fucked. You yeah. know, she, oh man, if I was there, I'd pull the fucking mattress out of the cot and sleep mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah. You know, just to yeah. prove a point. But I can see, I can 100% see yeah. why she's finding it so challenging. Yeah, because then you'd be scared too. If I crack up a stink, you know they they're going to be talking about it. They're probably going to treat you worse. Yeah, they're, they're gonna not going to take sure. care of my boy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucked. And it's probably going to happen. Like, they would be very professional to her face. A lot of them, there'd be some that wouldn't be. But then what happens if they are rougher when they need to give him an IV or yeah. when they need to do something and they don't like you? Like, it's so fucking hard to navigate all that spit shit. spit your sandwich. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, I never complain. If I get a wrong order from somewhere, like I this. fucking hate it. Mum will be like, no, I don't want that much bacon yeah, fat. And I'll be like, don't say anything. You're going to fucking spit on my shit. I'd rather just take the tomato out, man. Stuff says exactly the same thing. <laughs> I don't Did want disgruntled people near my food, man. <laughs> Did you see that meme? And it was a black dude and he was like and a chick is like why do quiet dudes always go for the fiery women and he's like because if i order if i didn't order mashed potato i ain't gonna be the one to say anything. yeah <laughs> that is so me and stuff so funny but man. he won't even let me send it back because he thinks they're gonna spit in it yeah that's what i freak out too yeah i'm like oh or i'll be like so nice when they come up i'll be like i'm so sorry <laughs> Just, I can't oh man it's so funny. um so but also on the you know the hospital thinks they're the authority on on your, yeah. your kids or your baby, or even you when you're in hospital, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of, do you know? Do you follow The Real Mama on Instagram, Adele Bavaro? No. She's an influencer in Melbourne. Okay. She's a mum of two. Yeah, right. She sells wine and she does like this oh. really cool gin. 
like oh, fairy okay. floss gin and shit. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, so her little fella, her oldest, is the same age as Cody, I think. Yeah. Or maybe a year younger. But he was going into prep this year. Yeah. Or whatever it is down there. What do they call it? Mm. They call it something else down there. Anyway. Pretty something. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, anyway, yeah. and she wrote like this big story and she was like, oh, so I guess... But the, the bit that cut me mm-hmm. was... Um, I've just got to accept that, um, my parenting role is over between nine and nine and three or whatever. And I was like, oh. whoa, man. Between, what does she mean by nine, nine AM? Yeah. Like while he's at school, she's oh. no longer the parent. Oh God. That's really handing over some authority. Isn't it? And I wonder, <laughs> but then it got me thinking, cause I've never thought that way, but I yeah. wonder how many other people think that yeah. while their kids at school. Switch off. Yeah. They're no longer responsible for them. Yeah. Well, I remember writing in Sophie's kindy stuff, um, like, you know, when they ask you, can we give them Panadol and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck, no, you can always talk to me. But there was something written, and the way it was written, it was really, like, assumed that it would be even sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to put that bullshit on my fucking kid's beautiful skin. No. Porous skin. Yes. (laughs) They would do it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, like, I would be like, no, I don't want to do cheap crap cancerous carcinogenic oh, no, fucking wasteland on my kid's skin on cody's kindy checking because she was there for two years and then tana was there right. before her so they really knew us really well by the time yeah. cody was going through her second year um you know how they print off the sign-in sheet yeah and it's got sun cream like a plug and like three fucking times yeah they they on the computer they put in na on cody oh really yeah good because <laughs> i was just they like just no know. fucking sun yeah. cream <laughs> It's so crazy. Yeah. But, and the, but again, an assumption like, that they'll, which I get, they're coming from a place of like their knowledge, yeah, and, yeah. which is basically probably what they've just been told. It's yeah. just repeated stuff. But like, well, this is how I care for your child, giving it Panadol, yeah. Paracetamol, giving it, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, that was a big fuck no on mine as well. Yeah. I was and like, if it's that fucking serious and you can't get hold of me, go call a fucking ambulance. Not yeah. that I would trust them much more. They'd probably just take even but more. But in what situation are they never going to get a hold of you or, yeah, exactly. or your mum? Yeah, exactly. I even had my brother written down. Yeah. He's not even here. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy the yeah. way we think about it all. Which is funny because then we also want a community parent. But when there's so much differing, I would not want a random parent. No, see, I'd be totally so, happy with you. Yeah, parent. yeah but, like but similar... Even- thinking parent not even that so much but just yeah. people that respect your parents. yeah yeah exactly you know, like one of my closest friends uh-huh. we parent completely differently <laughs> yeah you know like mm-hmm. on every level completely yeah. differently but there's just a mutual respect yeah. she does it that way i do it this way and yeah. i know that if anyone called her from a school or yeah. you know, a sporting thing or whatever yeah if anyone rang her and said oh can can sarah's kid get a fucking can they have, can they have a flu shot today yeah. <laughs> she'd be like fuck no <laughs> yeah exactly you know you'll get murdered yeah yeah that's so true hey that's the thing too i raised me and chris are raising our kids so different to mum and dad and they've never given us shit about it yeah like and it's yeah. all about explaining like i remember when we were like we're gonna co-sleep now um they were like what because it's just all the generic stuff that everyone knows yeah. like you'll kill your fucking kid like that's yeah. all the information you get and um then you explain it to them and they're like oh cool I'm yeah like, happy to do it they're happy to lay and mum's always like even with my brother if they're raising their kids differently mum's like i'm still gonna re- respect whatever they want like if they uh, yeah. sleep, like i hope they fucking don't if they're listening but if they're gonna sleep train their baby <laughs> which is fine i will still respect it <laughs> but you know so you get to a point sometimes as a parent that's what you have to do which is fine but 
mum was like, I would still respect that. I'm not going to go yeah, and yeah. interfere with their sleep or whatever. Like, it's the parent's decision. Like Yeah, she's raised her babies. Yeah, exactly. It's their time to... Which is interesting, because I think about my four kids. I'm like, I bet you they're fucking going to be like, oh, no, I'm going to go with the private obstetrician. I'll be like, no! Did you like nothing? See, I don't worry about my girls. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty confident my girls will follow my footpath, my, yeah. my footsteps, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I truly hope they do. Yeah. I worry about who my boys will marry. Yeah. Because you, know? you do, as the woman in the relationship, most women run the show in that sense. Yeah. Which yeah. I think it should be because it's you're having your baby, your body. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. The fucking shit thing would be is like, I, I hate the thought of like so many of those first births. Like women doubt themselves. So they're like, oh no, I'll go through this way. Yeah, and yeah. then it's a nightmare. Then they're like, fuck. I had people in my life that were like trying to, you know, sometimes yeah. it's a lesson you just have to learn for yourself though. Like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Unfortunately. Yeah. Fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, so Insight. Oh yeah. So I've never even heard of this. Is Insight is on SBS, SBS, I think. Yeah, right. And they'll have like a random category they choose, and it can be quite like, oh, interesting topics, like, um, all different things. And then the, there's like a journalist that stands there and asks questions, and they bring all different types of people into the audience, and they all are from differing perspectives. And so the one <laughs> the other day was called "Giving Birth Better," and it was about birth trauma. And so I even watched the, the, the title's triggering. I know. Getting birth, birth better. <laughs> so I watched the fucking 52 minutes of it yesterday and I was like, Ugh, but I was like, <laughs> I need to know because I was reading really good comments in some of the home birthing groups because yeah. so the whole premise was they were talking about women who are traumatized and they did touch on psychological trauma, but the main thing was physical trauma, like to the body. And so it went for 52 minutes. There was only one midwife that spoke the entire time at the 33 minute mark. And she's Mel Griggs, who's a very well-known midwife. She's on birth time. Birth time I didn't rate, but it shat all over this with like, like in, in like, yeah, it was so much better than this. But <clears throat> I was just like, and you know, I have issues with midwives as well, but I'm like, midwives are the guardians technically of normal birth. They didn't once in this 52 minutes explain normal physiology and how the body works to deliver a baby and what conditions makes it easier for a woman to birth. Do you know how many women go into birth, myself included, yeah. do you know how many women go into birth not even knowing yeah. how the uterus works? Yeah. It's fucked. How? Or how oxytocin works. Yeah. And how, like, it's insane. They just, they spoke to physios. And these physios were fuckheads. The first one that talked, they were like, this is how the pelvis works. And she's got the pelvis there with all the things. And she basically, her whole thing was, this is how childbirth works. She said at one point, muscles, um, these muscles need to stretch like three times the amount to get the baby through. And muscles are only really designed to stretch one and a half times. I'm like, what the fuck is that based on? We've been having babies for millennia. You're thinking that my pelvis is only designed, like it's a mistake and like it's it's wrong for them to stretch three times. Obviously they were designed to stretch three times and because I'm a woman with a fucking pelvis. It's not like you're walking down the street with your pelvis stretched three times. It's yes, like, exactly. It happens. My biceps probably couldn't stretch because <laughs> they don't give fucking birth. Like It happens, what, some, some women once, twice, three, four times in your life. life. And so then she basically just said like that, like it was very terrifying of vaginal delivery, vaginal, whatever. Um, and then she went on and basically described all the tears you can get and all the injuries. And that was, that was it from the physio. And then they referred to the physio so many times as well. Have you ever seen a third degree tear <coughs> or even a second degree tear? Yeah. Or is it the other way around? First degree and second degree. First and second are very, are like, first is very little. Oh yeah. Third and fourth. Yeah. Not so happy. Have yeah. you ever seen them in a undisturbed the only home time, or free birth? 
No. Never. But once I remember hearing about a horrific um, tear in a birth pool in a hospital, though, yep. which is different. It, it, water birth in a hospital is different from water birth in a fucking home. We need home. to start collecting data oh, on hospital birth. I know. Start collecting data from yeah. the women that home birth and free birth. Yeah. Because the data that you get from a hospital... It's not... It's, it's No, it's fucked. The moment yeah. you walk in that fucking hospital. Like we were talking before with the kids. You walk in, yes. your whole demeanor changes. Yeah. These people are in charge. I'm looking to them. Yeah. And that's already fucking me. I'm putting my life and my baby's uh, life in the hands of them. Yeah. So I heard of one and it was in a hospital and it was, I'm pretty, it was like third or fourth, but it was a nuchal hand with the baby's hand on the head. Yeah. So you don't know that. Like, was that woman told to push? There's no context yeah. in that delivery. No, I don't know no. how she actually birthed. Cause you Did they change her position exactly. against her wishes? Was she given I've the freedom to move around? I've seen a first time mum with a nuchal hand, no tears, amazing yeah. delivery. Like yeah. just following her body Well, mostly. Dusty was ace in clinic. Yeah. With an equal hand. And yeah. I had a little grace. Yeah. And he was nearly fucking 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So they had a lot of women talking, like a lot of the, um, like, also, I, I didn't, I don't know what you would learn from watching this program about birth trauma. I was like, what was the point of this? There was the women telling their stories. Women, yeah. I was like, what is, they had horrific stories. There was barely any context around the way they were birthing. Um, like the first woman that talked, she had a bladder prolapse, just a lot of, what was it? I read it down because there's so many, like bladder and uterus prolapses, retained placenta, PTSD leading on from all of this. Um, no, like one woman had hit no birth and that's all we were told about her birth. And she had a horrific, like 3.2 litre hemorrhage, which is also guesstimated. They needed to do, and I always forgot the word, you know, when they have to shove the whole fist up and to like press against the uterus and then you put your hand on the oh, belly yeah, and you like yeah. compress, like they had to do that. And now she's, they're thinking she might have shans, which is like when your <clears throat> pituitary gland is <coughs> stabbed of oxygen and then you have all these other symptoms like oh, afterwards, yeah. which is bad. But they said, like, she hypnobirthed. But I was like, yeah, but was it an induction? Like, you can still fucking hypnobirth with so much medical intervention. But they made it out like, oh, she hypnobirthed. Like, she did everything right. No, but so like, hypnobirthing is just another term thrown around, like natural birth, like vaginal birth, like yeah. birth. Like, it's just this term that women throw around as if yeah. they were prepared for birth. Yeah, like, yeah. I hypnobirthed with Tanner. Yeah, right. Still ended up with a fucking yeah, epidural. Yeah, yeah. I, I never hypnobirthed. I read a bit of the book, but yeah. I never... no. And it's it's just this it's just a flashy word that people yeah. use. I mean, the books are great. Don't get me wrong. because yeah. that's how I learned where how a fucking uterus works. Yeah, right. That's yeah. how I learned that the muscles are actually yeah. designed to open and and, and uh-huh. lengthen. You know, that's the 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 purpose of the contractions. Yeah. So it is very educational and breath work, obviously, yeah. leading up to birth and during labour mm-hmm. is hands down one of the most effective yeah. pain relievers. Yeah. But. It's just this flashy yeah. term. You could have done the course, mm-hmm. but you might not be applying it correctly yeah, while you're exactly. in labor. Yeah. You know, yeah. just because you hypnobirth doesn't mean you're guaranteed yeah. a good labor. Exactly. Yeah. So there was no, and then she said things like, oh, it was a code blue. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, we don't really have code. This sounds like something off Grey's Anatomy. I wonder, like, who, I, don't um, I wonder who funded the show. Oh, I know. Because <laughs> then they had an obstetrician who looked like an actual fucking psychopath. They had the Australian Birth Trauma Association woman, I like... No one's probably going to even listen to this, but, like, Amy Dawes or whatever, who is such a fucking, like, <sighs> problematic motherfucker. Like, she had a very... This is the same as Clementine Ford. These women went in, had horrific instrumental delivery with forceps, completely fucks your pelvic floor, or coached pushing with an epidural, where you're... Literally, I remember doing that. It was one of the times when I was like, I need to quit this fucking job. I can't do it. It was like, hold your hand on the mum's belly, tell her when she's contracting, and tell her to push. And I'm like... 
I was like, I don't know. Like, I can't, I can feel it getting hard or not. I don't know when she should push. And just the, you could just see her. And I wrote it in my resignation thing to the uni. I was like, I cannot. I'm watching her pelvic floor just push, push. And I'm like, no wonder we have all this incontinence. No wonder we assume once you have a baby, your incontinence and your, your fucking bladder is going to fall out. That's not reality in the, for the most part, like in women who just breathe their babies out or just follow their natural instincts with no coaching or whatever. So this Amy chick apparently like, she runs Australian Birth Trauma Association, but like there was midwives commenting in script that have gone to their, um, what do you call those things? Like a little course, right? Yeah. Um, and they were just saying basically their whole focus, fuck to find out how to find a saved. How do you find? On Instagram. Like a oh, post. I'll click on post. Oh, God damn. They might have deleted it because it was getting a bit spicy. But there was midwives <laughs> talking about this Amy who – and some some women were like, oh, she was really helpful for me. But their whole thing is the focus is on women should be – um, we should be giving – women should give written, informed consent that they want to give birth vaginally because of the risks vaginally. And then, like, we always talk about the C-section risk, but no one talks about what can happen vaginally. And so their whole thing is that – this midwife said she walked out of their conference thing because it was basically about C-sections being, like, so... Well, I mean, sadly, <sighs> nearly half the population give birth by a C-section. Yeah. At least once. Yeah. So... And, like, and this, so at the end of this SBS thing, they half-mentioned, like, the obstetrician just fleeting comment, like, oh, obviously, you know, C-sections come with their own, like, risks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not major surgery. But, yeah, anything. but, like, so listen to this. I got this thing because... This is what the Australian women who know fuck all are listening to this. And they from that, they would have just been scared about, this is what the vagina has to go through. And maybe vaginal delivery isn't for you. But just listen to this shit. It's and, in everything we talk about, though. Like, even even men perpetuate it. Like, saying, oh, you know, my wife's vagina yeah. after she's had four babies. Yeah. My vagina's actually better, but... Mine feels exactly the same. Like, I swear <laughs> to God, I don't really wear Tim. And then also, another thing I talked about in here, the women with the PTSD stuff, there were so many more layers to it. Like, one of the women talking looked like a fucking type A personality psycho that needed to be controlled. And you know how motherhood really is a time of, like, just relax, man. You can't have the fucking kitchen clean or whatever. Her husband worked away constantly. And I'm like, what else is going on here? Like, obviously her bladder's broken, which is fucking shit. But there were so many more layers which they didn't touch on how the birth affects all of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. the birth is the beginning. It's so often ignored and everyone's like, oh, the... Do I tell you about that lady I've started following on Instagram? She was four months pregnant when her husband passed away. Oh, my God. With her, third, with, with her third child. Oh, and my God. Anyway, so she's... And she's really sitting in her grief. Like, yeah. I really admire the way she is just yeah. sitting in it. Yeah. A lot of people might look at her and think, fuck, love, it's been a year. Like, yeah. she's coming up for the 12-month anniversary. And mm. a lot of people might look at her and go, geez, dude, you've got to move on. But mm. I just find it so... Yeah inspiring yeah that she's just sitting in it yeah and she's letting her kids cry whenever they want to yeah. and you know she's encouraging that and yeah. and it's really lovely um she was saying obviously she's at an increased risk mm. for developing postnatal depression because she's already yeah she's already grieving mm -hmm. and how many other women yeah the the birth or the breastfeeding or whatever is just the straw that bakes the camel's back yeah you know they've Definitely. got so much else going on in their life mm -hmm. yeah. that this is they just it's too much their little brain just goes no no no, no yeah can't do this exactly just shut and in. so often 
in normal society, it's like, go get help. And it's like sitting in a GP's office getting written up for yeah. antidepressants is yeah. not going to fix you. It fixes no. nearly no one. Long-term studies she... have shown they do fuck all. You need to yeah. change the environment. Like, And that's what she said because a lot of people are asking, you know, are you taking any antidepressants? And she's like, no, and I've given it a lot of thought. And she said, if I yeah. ever get to the point where I'm a risk to my children, she said, yeah. then I'll rethink it. But yeah. she said, for now, I'm not. Yeah. And she said, it just, all it's going to do is mask my pain. Yeah. You know, yeah. she said, right now I'm sitting in it and... Yeah. Yeah, you know they're so, and that's what's so sad is like community isn't like what'll fix you is like your partner being loving or whatever, or just having time, like mm. and just knowing you, it is going to be painful. Like I couldn't even imagine that. Like you couldn't even dream. Oh, just I would be like fuck. <laughs> right. And she doesn't have a lot of family support. Oh, and, like it's just next level. Yeah, I just it's fucked. And, and and watching her story sometimes are really depressing because you think, yeah. oh man, dude, you're just always crying. Yeah. But at the same time, I just find it so. I don't know, just so lovely that yeah. someone's finally just being fucking honest. Yeah, yeah, that's so true, hey. <sighs> Listen to this shit. So this is the obstetrician in all his wisdom. At least question the doctors can you hear that? doing what is happening or what can be done differently. And when you say instrument city, you're referring to like forceps, for example. Yes, yes. So mine was a forceps delivery, which we were not consulted about if I knew what I know today I would have definitely objected to the usage of forceps at that point of time because I feel I know it was completely unnecessary at that point of time Oliver, what are the main risk factors for vaginal birth injury? I think it's good to go back to um, what Angela was talking about about So the question was what are the main risk factors for instrumental delivery or vaginal in injury yeah listen to this fuckhead what needs to go through it's the ability of the tissues to stretch once they get to the point of being able to stretch no longer that's when the tearing occurs and then there's the amount of stretching that, that um they need to go through the amount of force that's applied to the tissues and the time over which that that force is applied we know that um women who are older the tissues don't stretch as much so once again they're more prone to tearing and it's the woman's fault. we don't quite understand why, but the certainly certain ethnicities such as South Asian, Southeast Asian women are at a greater risk too. So that's the ability of the tissues to stretch. The amount of force that's applied that can be related to the use of use of forceps or a vacuum vacuum birth. So forceps therefore are still used for some births. Why would you make that decision? So it, it does very much come down to the, the situation. Mm. The, if we're comparing forceps versus a vacuum, so that's the alternative to, to a forceps, you can apply a lot more force with, with, with forceps than with a vacuum. So because of that, there's a greater chance of success of, of what I would say having a, a vaginal birth mm. as, as the outcome. It's very difficult. Oh. I just was he like, one, he didn't even answer the question. No, what? So okay, and and what was that giving women like who are watching this going? I want to avoid vaginal injury. All it is is blaming the woman's like, vagina for not And the woman that was talking was of South Asian whatever yeah, descent. Ethnicity. I don't even know. He he looked at her when he said that. Like, well, you know, maybe it's just because of your ethnicity. And then older women. Tamil. What the fuck? What is that based on? Probably Tamil because older women are more likely to be fucking induced yeah. because of because geriatric of age. age. And yeah. so then they're probably going to get epidural and then tear and fuck up because they're not having a physiological birth. If I got pregnant now, right, and gave birth next year, are I'd you, be considered geriatric. You're geriatric. <laughs> I'm fucking healthier now than I've ever <laughs> been in my life. 
Uh, it is such bullshit. So, I just couldn't believe that was basically it. That you learnt nothing, and like, and all he did was blame women. Yeah, that's all they ever do. Literally, oh, same with the C-section thing. Oh, women woman's... request it. They're fat. What is it? Fatter, sickier, sicker, and older. Um, older. Yeah, that's what they blame. Yeah, and it's like, no, it's not actually. No. There's plenty of older women who are birthed. There's at home. so many rock star obese women that fucking Fuck home birth yeah. and free birth. That you barely never have s- any issues. Yeah, exactly. Never have any issues because they're given the best. There's like, there's a few women who are like high BMI. And um, oh, don't even start me on BMI. <laughs> and then that that's like, oh, we need to induce you. And it's just, and then also often they can't feel the baby as well because yeah, there's a yeah. bit more tissue there. Yeah. So then if they go to the hospital a few times for a CTG, which they should if you can't feel your baby because the mother is going to pick up on this most. Yeah. They're already flagged because, oh, they've had reduced fetal movements within the, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a fucking nightmare. And like, of course, this is going to end in horrendous, horrendous holding her back, pulling that baby out. Yeah. But no, like, and when they talk to Mel Griggs, the midwife, the only, and then there was a doula that talked to she was pretty cool um they basically just said about um continuity of care and then they talked about um intergenerational trauma with aboriginal women that was it for the midwife there was no talking i'm like explain oxytocin and how it drips out and it it's perfectly matched for our you like all our receptors on our gut how it helps stretch all those pelvic tissues that they're telling us are going to tear once it gets to the point of no return or whatever that helps stretch everything and like even the induction, like you know how Sarah Buckley talks about inductions is like going to what's that castle where Kate and Harry got I meant Kate and William got married, you know. Oh Buckingham. Yeah, so like oh, Westminster. Wait me, I don't know. Um so an induction is like going there for their wedding a week beforehand. Nothing's yeah, yeah. set up, there's no security, it's yeah. a fucking shit show. Yeah. It's the same as an induction. So so many women are induced, and their their tissues aren't ready. Like you know, we, we get more clicky and more ligament stretch and stuff. So of course things are going to break more when you force it. But there was no talk of that. We don't yet know exactly what triggers birth. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. Never. No one. Yeah. No one has ever. Plenty maybe, of theories. Maybe babies' lungs produce a protein that mm-hmm. you know that starts labor yeah. maybe it's a hormonal dance within the mother yeah. and once all those hormones are, are in sync then it starts yeah we don't fucking know exactly so don't fuck with it exactly don't think you know better exactly unless your baby is immediately yeah or you are mm-hmm. immediately at risk yeah. and you need an emergency c-section yeah. mm-hmm. don't yeah. fuck with birth the hilarious thing i find when they're like oh we're a little bit worried we'll have to induce you on wednesday and it's now yeah. Sunday. Well, fucking cut me open right now if you're worried. Like, what? Yes. So it's okay to wait, exactly. but then I can't wait another two days after that. Like, what? It's infuriating. It was just like. Like the magic 42 week mark, right? I've, I've approached yeah. it. Cody was 40 and 5. Dusty was 42 weeks. River was 42 weeks. Yeah. It's challenging yeah. to ignore. Mm. 42 weeks is the, t- is the cutoff. Like, it, yeah. it's everywhere. It's yeah. in everyone you speak to. Mm-hmm. It's so. It's just. It's fucked. It's so hard to ignore. Yeah. But nothing happens. Yeah, at forty-two weeks, my baby doesn't know that they're forty-two exactly. weeks. Exactly. Yep. And um, thirty isn't it? Thirty-eight weeks and forty-two weeks the same risk of stillbirth. Yeah. So if that's the case, induce everyone at thirty-eight weeks if you really fucking believe your big story at forty-two weeks. Yeah, exactly. I remember always being more scared, especially with Chloe's birth, the third birth, um, of what the hospital, the pressure they're going to put on me. Then I was never scared my baby was going to die. I was no. never scared um, I was going to never go into labour. No. I think if there is, if I woke up feeling really off, I would definitely, like, if I was, I think mothers always know, so I think if yeah. you woke up and you're like, fuck, like, I feel something's off, baby's not moving, like, yeah, go get your fucking induction, like, because yeah. it's mother-led kind of at that point. Yeah. But I was more scared of, like, what is the hospital going to say? What are they going to do? What are they going to, because it was, it was very pressure, like, it was a lot of pressure. With- yeah, I remember I had a checkup 
um, with Cody at 39 and 5. Yeah. And the OB just said, all right, we'll do a sweep today. Yeah. Uh, no, we won't. It's yeah. just routine at this stage. Yeah, yeah that's that gross. might be the case, but I ain't having one I remember today. I was GBS positive with Roman. And you're, not, you're meant to really not put your fingers up the vagina at all anyways, but especially when there's bacteria yeah. that you don't want to drag from <laughs> the lower vaginal canal right up to the cervix, potentially breaking waters. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's a main reason why with... Emily's birth, the last one, I was like, I don't want to go through that care again. I don't want no. to feel bullied. I swear Chloe stayed in as long as she did because I was so stressed from that last appointment. Yeah. Like, and it's all based in shit. Um, I feel like we're Debbie Downers. Is... We are a bit. Is there anything exciting to talk about? Oh, you know what? I do have something exciting yeah, to talk about. Yeah, tell me. So, you know how we were talking about mum guilt and stuff? Yeah. I often have mum guilt about having too many kids. Yeah, right. Interesting, yeah. You know, like I feel mm-hmm. like... Because I really commit to the newborn infant stage yeah. with the breastfeeding and co-sleeping and all that sort of stuff, yeah. it really draws me away from my other kids. Yeah, true. You know, at the moment, mm-hmm. River is still needing sort of three naps a day yeah. and needs me. All the time to put her to bed. Yeah, yeah. The time to get her to sleep or, yeah. or time to lay with her while she sleeps. And, and yeah. it really pulls me away from the other kids. And, like, we go on holidays and Chris takes the kids to the water slides and I stay with the baby. Yeah, this is such a familiar yeah. thing for me. Yeah, I totally <laughs> yeah. get what you mean. Yeah, yeah so I've... I, I, I often feel the mum guilt pretty heavy with that. Yeah. And I tell myself that I'm giving my kids the joy of another sibling. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I want, I've always been like, that's just an excuse, Sarah. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure they'd probably just rather have more time with you. Yeah. But yesterday, Tanner and I were just filling up our water bottles at the water machine and I was holding River and he was helping me and... And he's like, I'm so glad you had River Mummy. And I'm like, oh, thanks, baby. And he's like, I really love River. And I was like, oh. That means so much to me. It does. I was like really tearing up. But so I had the the mum guilt heavy thinking here I am being, you know, maybe I had too many kids. Yeah. Yeah. But they really do love each other. Yeah. Anyway, that was my little. um, Yeah. I think it's character built. Like I'm always like. Aim for exactly what you want to do, and if you fall short, you tried your best anyway. So I always yeah, think yeah. the shortcomings I have with the other kids, if I'm more preoccupied with the younger with the baby, yeah, that's just gonna like give them skills, yeah, you know, like that they wouldn't have if I didn't have this other kid. Like, yeah, the amount of times Sophie will just do some shit, and I'm like, whoa, like I don't even know you could do that, man. But <laughs> yeah, she's no, she just yeah. had to learn. Whereas yeah. I would have definitely would have done that all for her if we didn't have the last two. Yeah, and then also like not to shit on three kidded families or whatever, but just I'm so glad and I didn't have the last one for a playmate but when I see them how they group off yes. two and two I'm yes. like fuck like 100% I'm glad for Emily's just being here but I'm yeah. also like fuck it's so nice to see them pair off sometimes and it's yeah. not necessarily the eldest two or the youngest two but I'm like yeah fuck yeah yeah no three so is definitely a crowd yeah and it was a huge factor for me deciding to have another one do you reckon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I always it, it yeah. always felt uneven yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I got pregnant again, I'd be like, fuck, but well, we're going to have to have one more, man. No, well, so oh, that's six. exactly where I'm at. I'd love to have another one. Sorry, yeah. stuff. Um, we'll never plan it, but if it happens, it yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I'd have to have another one. Yeah, I know. And I definitely don't yeah, want to have six kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Fuck. <laughs> it would know, just be right? insanity. Oh, it'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Jesus. I follow a chick on Instagram. She's got six girls. Wow. And then another one's got Is she nine. a country bumpkin yeah, one? Yeah, 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 I think I know this one. Yeah. yeah. And then another one's got nine girls. Fuck. Yeah. You need a, you have a bus. Like, you couldn't yeah. have a normal car. Yeah, they're like hard, hardcore homesteaders in America, though. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Borderline That's... Amish, sort of. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. cool. But obviously yeah. on social media. Yeah. Um, she's really cool. That's mad. Yeah. I just, yeah. Four is a great 
<laughs> it is a really it great number. Because really that's what I think now. I'm like, it's just nice. Like, when we, we, if we go somewhere, each of us have two kids, like, hand-hand. Yeah, yeah. Done. Like, and then, then I think just whenever I have a kid, it's like, as soon as I get pregnant, I feel like I want to sleep for nine months. Yes. So I'm like a shitty mom. And then yeah. the baby comes, and it is just the baby. You know what is actually nice, which you would find too, is how much the dads sweep in on yes. that last born when yes. the next one comes. Yeah. It stresses me out to know when you hear, like, especially first-time parents with a baby, and they're like, oh, I need the the dad to fucking bond with the baby. I'm like, he doesn't need to actually do anything. He needs to help you, protect you, needs, and make sure you're okay. He needs to feed you. you he, yeah, he needs <laughs> yeah. to literally bring you fucking snacks. Because yeah. then if you have another baby, that kid's basically going to become his fucking baby yeah. and you have the newborn. I've like, said this often, you know, yeah. um, the transition from none to one, mm. I found... Yeah. fine yeah, because right. Tanner was a bit of a unicorn yeah I found the transition to two babies the hardest yeah right out of all of them yeah. um Dusty was a breeze and River's been a breeze yeah right but I think if you ask Chris he yeah. would be like oh to one was fine to two was fine to three was challenging to four's been fucking right. hard because <laughs> yeah. yeah he is now yeah got in charge of the other three while yes. I'm with the baby yeah so I think for him yeah. it's been a lot more challenging yeah, yeah. mine was cl- the last one's been the hardest I think two to three was but a, that's a big personality thing for oh, you oh yeah isn't it? she's like really full on I'm yeah. like dude like I look away for one second and she okay so she fuck listen to this also anyone that has a fucking like this is horrible she nearly literally died the car was unlocked and she got into it and this couldn't happened, get back fucking out. This happened to my friend in, on the oh. Gold Coast. She rang me like in a panic yeah. and she's like, I have to tell you this because in case it ever happens to you. Fuck yeah. It happened. So there was a few scares, like maybe two or three times. I found her straight away. I was like, what are you doing? Like, get out of the car. And then once it was really bad. I was so tired on this one day and Chris was on night shift and I went to, I was just, I was waking him up and I was laying there and I, I knew the girls were outside. Normally I can always hear them all yeah, the time. Yeah. And I hadn't heard her for a couple of minutes. I'm like, oh, she'll be right. Like, cause you know, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I've been with them all fucking day. You're like exhausted and like constant, constant, constant. And so it's quiet. And I'm like, I just lay here for a sec. And it was probably five minutes. I'm like, oh, she go see where she is. And as soon as I walked out the door, I was like, fuck the car. Like I just, it occurred to me and I ran to the car. She's laying down on the floor. She can't, she's been upset. Like you can tell she's been crying. She's hot, like really hot. She's still conscious or whatever. And I immediately was like, we need to call the fucking ambulance. But then she was still looking at me, talking and everything. Just stood in the shower with her with my clothes. Like I was like, fuck me. Like I just felt, even now, like if I'm, like whatever if I'm just relaxing it or Chris is just like just have a sleep have a nap like whatever I'm like I just can't sleep even I think about her image of her being in the car she couldn't open the fucking van door up to get back out so now I lock it but then I get stressed out if it's locked because I can't see from the house if it's locked or unlocked so I might not so then I was like let's just leave the windows of the fucking car open because if she gets in I know she can't fucking die with the windows open and then Chris was like we'll just make sure it's locked and I'm like yeah but when I'm home by myself I just need to quickly look and a lock car looks like an unlock car. I don't know. Yeah, Whereas yeah. the window's down, I know. But I don't know what the point of that story was. But it just made me want to Yeah, no, the same, the same thing happened to Sam. She saw Fuck. she saw Emmy run outside. Yeah. And then was like, oh. Where'd she go? She can't get out the front. Like, it's all secure yeah. from the road and stuff. So she's like, I know she's not on the road. But she's yeah. like, where the fuck is she gone? Ugh. She couldn't find her, couldn't find her, couldn't find her. And then finally, Fuck. she heard her screaming from the car. And um, she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And yeah, same. She was it's terrified. Fucking not as bad. Like, she... She wasn't in there for as long as yeah. Um, yeah. Emily was. Because I reckon, I guess it would have been at least 15 minutes. It yeah. wasn't even a hot day here. The car's undercover. Yeah. And I'm like, if it was scorching um, summer on the road. And then 
so then so that happened and I'm like fuck this kid like and then like just the other day I hear silence again and I'm like no I need to go and like I don't know where the fuck is she she's too quiet outside she's dragged a chair to the front of the carnival because our carnival's got like a bonnet that goes really low which is so ugly it's the ugliest part about the car you know like it's not a nice thick bonnet it's like a low one <laughs> she's climbed so when I find her she's at the windscreen on the top of the bonnet of the car like trying to get up onto the roof and I was like I can't do this like you too. I thought this would be done so yeah she's definitely i think a sign from the universe like there's no more kids for you man because yeah, this fucking yeah. kid is i can't believe i haven't had a gray hair yet like she's have you really me. not had a gray hair nah yet? it's gonna happen though dude my head is full yeah when you were well, you're young hey yeah like 18 but so you're blonde so you barely even fucking no my eyes. natural color is not far oh, off really? yours i suppose yeah. your eyebrows are dark yeah mum and her like her siblings were all gray mum said she was like mid-30s yeah so I, I, they started popping through when i was 18 by 21 i was done fucking hell yeah I can't wait to be like an old wrinkly lady, like eighty year old, and I just yeah, want to yeah. have my hair really white grey, yeah, not crusty yeah, yeah. grey, like really nice white grey, yeah. and a super wrinkly face. Um, after your mum left last night, yeah, stuff was like that's Sarah in thirty years, <laughs> oh, like yeah. looks wise and stuff, just everything, like yeah. the way she talks and her mannerisms and the way he, she that's looks. So funny. Yeah, he was like, um, did we did Sarah just visit? Like, <laughs> was this a time machine? People either see it or they don't. Like, it's weird. Some people yeah. are like, oh, I can't really tell. No. You very very similar yeah. yeah i wish i had her skin though yeah, she's so yeah, she's quite brown. olive yeah 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 i've got freckly but then i can tan so. yeah, yeah i can tan but i really have to put in some effort yeah i just don't have time for that yeah <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. did you have any other topics um i accidentally paused it um i was gonna bring up um like OnlyFans. Do you know what OnlyFans is? No, you, I saw that on something. <laughs> In our little crazy list of like a thousand yeah, topics. Yeah. So OnlyFans is um, like it exploded in COVID times and it's basically like you put your own like nudes, whatever photos, people sign up for your account so you can send them. So you might get subscribers, right? Hang on, sorry, do you have tissues or anything? Um, I'm just gonna start. I've got wipes? Yeah, that'll do. I'm just going to start leaving. Oh. <laughs> I've probably got... Yeah, so OnlyFans is like, um, this is good brain this because I can hear when we go to that. So it's basically like you can, it's like a website, you can make an account, right? And then people can subscribe to your account to so pay you like $2 a month, $10 a month, whatever. And you just post naughty shit. And then people can like, and there's sto crazy stories, like people being like, I'll buy you a set of tits if you show me them afterwards. And like just Venmo them or pay them like 10 grand there. And there's been stories of, girls being able to pay off their fucking uni debt, their buy a fucking house for their parents, like crazy money. Do you remember Catch Me Outside Girl on Dr. Phil? No. Batty Baby, her name was, and she no. was like, Catch Me Outside, how about that? That thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's done kind of well anyway, but she joined OnlyFans and made like $6 million in one hour. What? Sorry, $1 million in six hours. Just crazy, because people will be like, oh yeah, I'll subscribe for $2.99. So if you've got a fan base and like 100,000 people sign up, it's crazy. But then it's also like, they say it's good for the women in porn because often if they were performing or whatever, they only get a specific cut. They might not ever get royalties. Then they're going onto OnlyFans. They control everything. They're putting out what they want. They're making like bank compared to what they were. So I'm kind of like, it's good in that sense. 
but there's so many like everyday women doing it <laughs> and they are probably having dreams of like getting a million dollars in a week but I'm just like <laughs> also what does that do for our daughters when they're like well if I'm hot I can just go on OnlyFans oh. fuck uni I can make more money in a year on OnlyFans than I would in 10 years in a career like I don't know, I, I find it good in some ways, but then I think this is really fucked and it's almost like a trafficking of bodies. Yeah, so... And who makes the money? Who's the guys in charge of only yes. things? Because I bet, bet they're fucking dudes, Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. And so this always just comes back to, like, the female body, right? Yes, mm. it's beautiful, it's sensual, it can be sexy, it can be, yeah. you know, it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It can be a man! <laughs> fucking not! <laughs> Oh god um but where where did we where did we come to this point where mm. it exists for men's satisfaction yeah right i love that my husband finds me attractive yeah and i love that i turn him on yeah but that doesn't mean i exist for him yeah and that doesn't mean that i do any of it <laughs> yeah. for him yeah it's yeah. just it's just a byproduct of yeah of our relationship mm-hmm. you know yeah why did I don't know. I find it really degrading. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. don't even get me started on the porn industry. Yes. It's actually one of my topics it's that fucked. we will talk yes, about one I've day. Yes, I've seen that written there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think... I don't. Women that choose to sell their body, mm. that's their choice. And you obviously are free to choose that for whatever you want. But I want to know, how did we get to the point in time mm-hmm. where it's normal, okay, and encouraged for women yeah. to sell their body. And I think too, it's always exploitive, exploitative or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because if these women were multimillionaires, do you think they'd be going and prostituting themselves and no. putting themselves at risk every single night to make $20 and from demand, demand I know, I know CDs. some men strip and some men do yeah, pop like waitering and stuff, a... but it's nowhere near yeah. in any way in comparison yeah. to women. Yeah. What, you know, what? how did we get to that point? I know. Um, Justine Bateman, she is, who's that Bateman, the famous dude? He's on a bunch of comedies. He has Ozark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his sister. And she was super, super famous back in the day. She just did an interview with Megyn Kelly recently. And she's written a book and it's all about, she chose not to get um, any type of injectables or anything in her face. Um, So meaning she has no career in Hollywood anymore because she looks her fucking age. Um, But she was so... Oh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. But she was talking all about how quickly it moved from... She was so young in Hollywood or whatever when boob jobs started coming out. She yeah. said it was just the Dolly Parton, like, Pemmy Anderson had boobs. That was it. Like, it was a very taboo thing. And she said, and now, like, she's got teenage daughters and Instagram face. Like, they all look the fucking same. And she's just like, how did we get from it being so normalised? Like, it's just what you do. Like, yeah. you, you were not expected. Ageing isn't... A, you can prevent it so what's the point and she made this really good point which is because i used to want botox like big time not necessarily fillers because i don't want to change the shape of my face but i was like i'm gonna preserve this fucking face <laughs> like the minute i you know but between and i think that's the journey of pregnancy and birth and everything you kind of just grow i guess and yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean you haven't grown if you choose for that that's fine this is my own thing but i was like there is something there myself my confidence whatever it is yeah and I need to break through that yes. to get to the next stage. And, and like in this Justin Bateman said, you can get filler, you can do that, but you are going to get old. It's still there. That lesson is still there. Yes. And I'm like, I don't want to fuck around. Plus autoimmune problems, thyroid, yeah, 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 your yeah. lymph nodes are draining and out, whatever. But apart from that, just the physical thing. I'm like... And beauty 
I know it sounds really gay, but beauty comes from the inside. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. not yeah. not in, not just in your personality, but even your skin. Yeah. Comes health from growing. the inside. Yeah. You know, I know the second I haven't eaten well, it shows on yeah. my face instantly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you can hide that. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. still exactly. there. And you I still still ate the wrong fucking look, food. If you don't know what we look like, like I still love makeup i like lather myself in that toxic shit every day of the time like i do i am a girly girl so it is like fuck like i would love to just not have these wrinkles and stuff you know but so i I am not like super crunchy in that way but i am i feel for the women who do do all of that you'll get there yeah i've got five years on you yeah i haven't worn makeup for I've worn it once for an yeah. engagement party in four years. Yeah, right. Yeah, you'll get there. I do. I, I like makeup. It's fun. But then maybe it won't be fun anymore. I think no. with age, I won't give a fuck anymore. I'm surprised you have time for makeup. I love, love fucking love it. Anyway, the kids sit there because that was half the time. That was half. The it takes me like not long though. It takes me like five minutes. That was half the reason I gave it away. I didn't have yeah. time. Yeah, no, I do it. Yeah, I'd rather like body brush and yeah sit in the sun and stuff yeah yeah oh i sit in the sun yeah i know yeah. i can tell bitch <laughs> <laughs> with the kids running a fucking muck around me yeah yeah and they'll come and lay on my back i've had tradesmen in my house for a month oh, i haven't sat in oh, the yeah. sun oh yeah yeah it sucks i could ask stop yesterday can i sit in the sun today no <laughs> tradesmen still there God damn it yeah um yeah so i think only fans i can see the thing but then i think it's that toxic um, because like Justine Bateman was saying, and I'm like, it's kind of true. When you don't have looks in a Western sense or whatever, yeah. you're going to compensate with being funnier, with being more... Yeah. You know, which isn't to say just because you're pretty, you're a dumbass, because there's plenty of hot chicks there's that are There's a lot smart. of truth in saying... I know that sounds terrible, but there's a lot of truth in the big girls are always funny. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There's so much truth in yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking sad, but I'm kind of like, well... Yeah, it is, it is sad, and yeah. it sucks that we categorize people yeah. in that fashion but unfortunately yeah that is the yeah. way um yeah it was interesting you should listen to that interview with justin bateman or megan kelly yeah she's really interesting i've got time i'll i'll pick i'll pick something off our list yeah pick something off our list something that's quick yeah oh did you hear about the fucking cop in America, this. this is a two-second story. Oh. She pulled out what she thought was her taser. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, she had to be a woman. The no, but did you did you actually watch the slowdown of it? No, there was. Wasn't she like taser, taser, taser? And <laughs> shot it. it oh, it's a so gun. Fun. You have to. You have to. And he died. Oh, you have to follow Chanda. 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 Yeah. Chanda shines again because she's been fucking <laughs> cut out and shut down so many times. She's up to Chanda shines again. <laughs> She shared a um, slowdown of it. Yeah. There's no kickback on the gun. There's no bullets. What's that mean? Like, oh, it's like a, just a false flag event. God, totally really? false flag. Yep. There was no blood splatter. There was really? no nothing. I thought it was a funny fucking story. Yeah. Like, so and, sad and, and, if yeah. someone died. And have you seen how the taser and the gun are completely different? Like, the yeah. taser's on she one was... side and the handle faces forward and the gun's on the other yeah. side and it's got a safety right. on it or like just it's all just she shit. was also a cop for like 20 years she wasn't a rookie no exactly yeah. it's all crap yesterday there was a story that came out and a white the main thing was white police officer shoots black person in america yeah um and then quickly and then they've all gone silent now because footage came out of what happened he approached the scene there was three it looked like grown women apparently she was 16 but she had the body of like a 40 year old woman um all fighting when he shoots her 
she's got a knife that's about half a foot long and she's about to fucking throw it into another girl. Like, she's literally there. The girl's against the car. She's about to stab her. He shoots her four times. And then he immediately goes over to give a CPR and they're like, say her name! And the mother's like, um. she was a promoter of peace. And it's like, so why is she stabbing someone in the driveway? Like, are you on crack? So now it's quickly being shut down. But they're like, this is where the media is so irresponsible for spreading the media this shit. The fucking jerks. Because they're making right? something out of it that's not. Yeah. And like, they know how on fire have America you, is at the moment. Have you been to America? No. And I don't, I would like to, but I fucking fuck that, man. It's so we, like a nightmare. We went to New York for our honeymoon. Oh, cool. And we got, the day we got there was St. Paddy's Day. Oh, yes. So it was just intense. Yeah. Like, New York's huge. Is this before or after 9 11? Well, uh, after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so New York's intense on St. Paddy's Day and we kind of freaked out a bit and we're yeah. like, oh, let's just go and sit in the hotel. We got, we grabbed a map and we sat in the hotel lobby and had too many vodkas and rums. And yeah, I can't even imagine you drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and we just sort of mapped out our next day. Yeah. And yeah, so then we went back up to the hotel room and just got room service and I put the TV on. Yeah. There's like 140 channels. Fuck. And... It's like news, 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 Ugh. something. News, 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 24/7 something. Cycle. News, 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 something. And then on the news, yeah, every ad is for Pharma? pharmaceuticals. It's fucked. It's so Do you strange. Know, I'm pretty sure New Zealand and America are the only continent, only countries in the yes. planet that are allowed to have pharmaceutical ads. Yeah. Have you seen the joke with the mem thing? And it's like. In ten years' time, if you receive the COVID vaccine yes. in twenty yes. years, yes. you may be entitled to. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, what a cesspool! It really Australia, is. Australia has loopholes, though. Do we? Uh, yeah, like um, Panadol, Nurofen, oh, yeah, all them. They're all still allowed to be advertised. It's so it's only prescription medication right. in Australia that's not okay. allowed. Whereas in America, prescriptions are allowed to be yeah. um, advertised, and it's so strange watching TV. And then having like Viagra pop up yeah, on the screen and weird. shit. It is really strange. So it's no odd. wonder the media is the way it is. And no yeah. wonder the American people are so tuned into it. Yes. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. feeds. It's fucked. Yeah. Ugh. Um, all right. So something on the list. Something easy. On here. Also, with the be kind thing that I yeah. said last week. Yeah. To add, why do people feel so entitled that they should be treated kindly? Oh, so I was thinking about this too, right? Like, I know it's nice I, to be um, kind, and I'm maybe defining it differently in my head. So, yeah, kind is, to me, just not being an asshole. Yeah. But there is also the... Under. Yeah. And I see it a lot with this trans stuff. Just yes, be kind, yes, be kind. Yes. And it's like, there's actual issues we want to talk about. There was, um, somebody did a study about... Not a study, they just were reflect, reflecting on data. There was like 198 bottom surgeries top surgeries which is like cutting your dick off or yeah. making a dig vagina. out of your vagina and yeah, or yeah. cutting your tits off or yeah. whatever um all these type of trans surgeries um and there's like 198 of them um from that there was 290 revisions needed like they they had to go back in for surgery more than the surgeries themselves oh my God. and they said this is what happens like it's so shoddy at the moment where they are with the surgeries but you criticize it and it's like shut up be kind don't fucking judge. <laughs> yes. And it's like these, even academics can barely talk about the massive problems. They're like mutilating people. Yeah. But it's like, just be, just shut the fuck up, stop being mean, stop criticizing. <coughs> and it's like, there's people being butchered. <laughs> but yeah. because of the po- politics behind it. Um, so I shared a meme yesterday or today. Yeah. 3am. <laughs> and it said, to all the women who are labeled aggressive, keep being assertive. Difficult, keep telling the truth. Bossy, keep leading. Too much, keep taking up space. Awkward, keep asking hard questions. Yeah. So it really made me think, 
why is <coughs> why is a confident woman yeah. bad? Why are yeah. women like, oh, she's so up herself? Yeah. What's wrong with being really proud of who you are or how yeah. you look or what you're capable of? Yeah. Exactly. Why is a woman that speaks out and stands up for herself bossing yeah. and should be quieted and, yeah. and, and should be shushed and why? What's with that? I think women, we really are dog eat dog, <coughs> I think. I think, and I think women are the problem. Yeah. I don't know many men that would be like, fuck, she's, you know, yeah. she's too fucking loud or yeah, and occasionally scary. they do, but yeah. how it's, it's usually women. Yeah, oh, she's so is. up herself. Yeah, oh, like why, threatened why is she posting photos of her body? Like, yeah. cause she probably works really fucking yeah. hard to look <laughs> yeah, that way and she's exactly. really fucking proud yeah, of it. It's true. It's an interesting thing. Um, I don't know if this is about that but i think you know when they talk about feminine energy and masculine energy and how when women are like business owners or like really hustling or whatever they're doing even maybe running a household you could say could be masculine like the energy you need like commanding like making decisions and like so then they talk about like when you step away from your business or whatever you need to really do practices to like get back into your feminine energy be more like and then there's all this, all this other shit, like women who have switched into their masculine too much, get breast cancers, get cancers in their reproductive, because they're just not honoring their body. This is getting very spiritual. Yeah. Things like they have reproductive problems, menstrual, like they have a lot of pain in their menstruation, but maybe it's not physical. Maybe it's like a manifestation because they're not honoring their feminine and all of this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think about what are the implications if that's all true, which I kind of like, yeah, that's cool. Sounds good to me. Um when those women aren't stepping out of their masculine and then if their partner's very masculine because the men can also be feminine so as long as it's polar they say yeah even if you're in a same-sex relationship somebody needs to be more in the masculine role like yin yang like yeah, you just yeah, need yeah. to compliment and you see that so the girl doesn't need to hom- always be the feminine with the homosexual relationships don't you yeah there's always somebody that's a bit more you know a bit more feminine and then yeah a bit more masculine so i think the women who are tearing apart women or just being like threatened and like that to me seems like an aggressive sense because I think a lot of us are into our masculine a lot. Yeah. I literally, there would be like 5 billion podcasts describing this better, but I wonder like, are they just not honoring their feminine? So I think when you're more feminine, you're more like, and that doesn't mean girly with flowers in your hair and shit. You can literally dress like a military chick and be feminine, like, (laughs) but just more free flowing and more like accepting or whatever of the situation maybe those types would be more not so judgmental and harsh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fucked if I know. And where does the judge, like, the judgment, I think, comes from, always comes back just to that guilt. Yeah, like what you actually think yeah. and what you give time to think about. You know, like, so my old PT posted a photo yesterday of her eight-pack, right? Fuck. Fuck, she's ripped. Yeah. And she's got a kid, too. Like, wow. she's ripped. Amazing. And I see that and I, th- I think... Damn, girl, you must have been working so yeah. fucking hard. I, I'm more right? like that too. Yeah. I'm really like, fuck yeah. A lot of women would look at that and go... Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they would feel like why... They, they would feel shit because their body doesn't look like hers. Or they automatically start vomiting up things like, oh, I just don't have the time. I've got to do this. I've got to do yeah. that. I've got to do this. It's like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. We're not even talking about no. you, man. Like, we're just thinking... This is the same with like when people are successful. I'm always like, amazing. Yeah. I, that is so baller. Like, yeah, yeah. once you become a billionaire, I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> but anything <laughs> I'm doing, I'm like, that's so cool. Especially like self-made stuff. I'm like, that is awesome. Whereas some people instantly, their first reaction is, fuck you. And you're yeah, like, wow, yeah. what is that, man? Like, yeah. it's just different personalities, I suppose, as well. But yeah, and just it's interesting. Just that not um, not accepting the choices they've made. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. Every every choice you make in your life leads the path of your life. Exactly. And everyone makes different choices, yeah. so you end up in a different spot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting. Mm. I better go. Yeah, so you're a little baby. You do so amazing for doing this because um. 
You have such a young baby. How old is she now? She'll be six months. Oh my god! In fuck. a couple of weeks. I've been trying to be quiet this whole time and I just think I made it so loud. <laughs> All right. Catch your counts. Catch your counts.